Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast about revving up the powerful Mac 5 and living life one quarter mile at a time. I'm Brandon. And I'm James. Today we're going to talk about our new Patreon, and we're going to come up with some moves and stunts based off of suggestions from our listeners and followers on Twitter. I can't. <laughs> How do I podcast again? We have done this so no. many times. We have done this 17 times together. Yeah, but and, not this. But not this. This no. is a new and unique way yeah, that we are doing. A new way, because we have a new thing that we're doing in 2017, which is we never record in the same place or way that we yeah. did any other time. No. It's terrible. No, but this is good. This is a good setup. And and this time I came to your place uh, directly from work. Yeah. So that I'd be coming from a different space. Yep. And we yeah. are recording on two different microphones on two different recording devices. It's real good. <laughs> I can only hear me. You can only hear you. But I can see your levels and only you can see my levels. If it's any consolation, I was going to ignore what you said anyway. Okay. So, That's you know, fair. it's That's pretty fair. much I'm just, I'm I, just here to talk too, about Powered so. by the Apocalypse. Yeah. Do you mind if I real quick do an update of because sure. I've, I've this year I've decided that I'm going to play a ton of online games. Right. And it's online been, tabletop games. Online tabletop games. There's only one kind of game in Brandon's world, Brandon's and that is tabletop real games. Real hard into Warcraft this year. <laughs> Man, it just feels like 2017 is the year. Yeah, I feel like 2017. It's time to to brush off the horde and get back in there. Yeah, it's gone free to play. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm joining Eve. No. Yeah. Uh, but I have been tracking which games I've been playing, mm-hmm. and it's been amazing. I have now, uh, from since the beginning of 2017, played four games, two of which were online, two of which were in person, because now I'm living in Connecticut and able to see friends, which is wonderful. But I've played uh, Dungeon World, Reflections, a Powered by the Apocalypse vague thing, just kind of doing a brief Cthulhu scenario in order to help someone learn how to do a PBTA game. And Dungeons and Dragons with uh, one of my with my uh, therapy client, so that's four games in, uh, I guess three weeks, yeah. which is way better than I've ever managed before. So, <laughs> just like seriously, get on Discords and start playing with people. Yeah, because it is awesome. That's my that's my pitch. Yeah, I, I remember because I helped you build the. The, the Google Doc that you're using to track. Yeah, and I yeah. have a lot of fun doing that. It's real cool. We'll we'll probably link it in the show notes. Yeah, you should check it out. Um, make your own copy of it. Yeah, I can make a generic copy. We can. We can That's share true. People. And yeah. then you can just make your own copy. It's or pretty. We can maintain our list of games to basically true. tell you, hey, you should be playing these games. It's a it's a pretty cool doc. It's a pretty good uh, just general games log. It records, uh, or you record using it. Did you play the game online? Did you play it? in person who did you play with uh what games did you play and then it sort of auto knows what system that was so if you play apocalypse world versus urban shadows it'll record that you played two different games but they're both sort of apocalypse world based uh and then at the end of the year you can look back and sort of collate all of that data yeah which is kind of interesting yeah I'm, I'm really curious to see like who are the people i'm playing with the most what systems am i doing the most and now that i'm going to be play testing pasión de las pasiones as much as I can, I'd love to be able to track that and just yeah. have, hey, look, I've done 20 sessions of Passion, therefore I'm this confident. Yeah, yeah. Especially especially if you are someone who is writing 
hacks of games or playtesting yeah. a new game, keeping track of the, the stuff you've done is important. Yeah. Um, and just, it's super cool. I, I still, I'm going to add a couple more features to it because there's a couple little things that I still want it to do, but it's so fun. Yeah. I kind of was thinking, um, it would be really cool and it wouldn't be too hard. I think to build in, um, we had talked about doing a Google form for it. Yeah. And ultimately I had decided that it was easier for you to just plug in your own stuff. Yeah. But it'd be really cool to create a Google form that you would be able to give to your players to say, how did you like this game? Oh, that's very true. That could be very interesting. Yeah. On a separate sheet. That's true. That would be a really cool thing to have. Uh, just one more service brought to you yeah. by Stop Back and Roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your friendly neighborhood podcast network. Yeah, Spidercast. Spidercast. Welcome to Spidercast. <laughs> we're not doing Spidercast. Let's just talk about spiders. No, we're not talking our about spiders. was bit by a spider, a radioactive spider. It's true, right or, on the microphone. Or our spider was bit by a radioactive podcast. It's our our Spider Man was bit by a radioactive podcaster. And now, uh, yeah. And now he's he's in the he's hospital. Going around biting spider people. We're real worried. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird pick, habit I picked up. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. And James uh, is the radioactive one. Yeah. So you want to talk about Patreon? Uh, yeah. Let's just talk about it real quickly. Uh, because we are now launched. If you yep. are listening to this, we have a Patreon. Yep. Uh, and what we are trying to do with the Patreon, it's all explained in more detail, is we're basically just trying to help the podcast get to a point and help the network get to the point that we are able to sustain ourselves and expand and have some space for expansion. Mm-hmm. We're not putting... We're putting as little as possible behind paywalls. We want this to be a community. We love the community that we have, and we just want to keep building it and just connecting with you people. Mm-hmm. But we've got a couple little things that are uh, that are neat things for people to enjoy and check out. And so go check out the Patreon. If you like what we're doing, uh, let us know. This is a great way to let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like, you know, it me- it means a lot for us to be able to keep on building. Yeah, the, the milestones are all building milestones. They're all about the podcast. They're all about helping us, helping, allowing you to help us um, build a financial safety net for this podcast. Because right now, I can, I, I pay for a lot of the podcast, and I can do that because my job pays me pretty well. But God forbid I should lose my job, or you should, you've, mm. you've been between jobs. Um, we might have to, we would have to step down from the podcast, and we would never want to do that. We enjoy this a lot. So the Patreon will become a nice safety net, hopefully, to help us pay for it and secure the podcast and make sure that reliably and regularly every week, every other week we can bring you a new episode. And the uh, the rewards for the for the different backing levels are they're they're tailored toward different levels of engagement. How engaged do you want to get with the show? And so you're sort of like at the basic level you get everyone gets access to we're gonna so we're gonna start a discord literally literally everyone gets access to the discord everyone will get access to the discord we will put a link to that in the show notes and we're going to be tweeting about it all the time yep and that'll be a place where you can come and you can talk to us you can talk to other people who listen to the show you can play impromptu games of dungeon world with brandon well because like that's where i'm going to be going first when i'm looking to play games on discord Mm -hmm. is i'll go to our channel first and I'll say, hey, stop hacking rollers, let's play a game. Yep. 
Uh, and then after that, I might hop around to other places if we don't have enough people in that moment. But I love the community that we're yep. creating. And then the different various levels. There's only like five of them. I think. Yeah. Uh, and they are they they unlock different thing different access access levels to us as people. We're, we're, like we aren't going away. I'm still gonna be on Twitter all the time. Yeah. I'll talk to anyone who talks to me. And but there will be backer only channels in the Discord. And we're going to do a couple episodes where only people who back at a certain level, they'll get to ask us questions. Those, those um, episodes will go to everybody. Yeah. I participated in Dan Enders' two weeks game design uh, publication uh, that is still Which is great and everyone should check out. Like I think I said, I said before, we raised over $200 for the ACLU and it continues to... to um, Bring in more money that we're yeah. donating to charity, which is just and, absolutely fantastic. And we've talked about. Um, I liked that. I liked creating under certain restrictions, um, and I liked the idea of maybe us publishing our own sort of magazine or pamphlet or something like that of our game hacks. And so, one of the things we're going to do for backers is create this monthly pamphlet called. Well, we're still working on a name. We are tentatively calling it stunts, stunts and moves. moves. Stunts and moves is probably what we're going with. The idea behind it is just that they're little, little mini things, little things that you can insert into your game and put it in. And so we named it stunts and moves after, yeah. fate, <coughs> after fate's use of stunts and after powered by the apocalypse moves because that's what we talk about the most yeah. of anything. <laughs> and because like on a sort of very basic level. The the hacking that and and game editing that everybody does are these sort of like if you go to any uh, I know I frequent the um, the Fate subreddit but if you go to any subreddit for role playing games constantly people are like how do I do this in this game or I would like to do this and I can't or how do I get this game to play to do this thing I really want to play this type of character how can I make that work and so we're gonna try to let our our backers ask us these questions. And we're going to come together and write up a little pamphlet every month of, here's how you would do a bunch of these things based on, on either of these systems, or what, we'll probably expand past Apocalypse World. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, sure that we whatever will. Whatever it's relevant to, whatever we are asked about. Exactly. And if someone asks us, hey, how do I do this in PBTA? And my initial instinct is, uh, are you sure you don't want D&D? Yeah. Then maybe we'll write up some feats or something. That yeah. could be fun. Yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. write feats all the time. That'd be cool. And then... Like, the sort of secret, not really explained backer thing is that obviously any of the questions or how do I do these type things that people who are backers ask us, um, we hold the right to say that's super fascinating. Yeah. We might do that as an episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And we're not disappearing from the internet either. Like, this is a way to ask whatever you would like of us and to get us to really take it seriously and try to, like, put down something of quality for you Mm -hmm. to enjoy. So we're just trying to build the network and find new ways to reach out to you and to, for you to reach out to us and for the people who are super passionate about Stop, Back, and Roll to have a more direct line to contact and, and, and get in touch with us. Yeah, and also we, as as we've spoken about before, we want to add more shows, and after James and I have talked about it, we've decided we don't want that to be a goal Yeah, because it could be that we don't get as much Patreon support as it would require to unlock that goal, and we don't want that. We want to keep creating awesome content. But most importantly, every level of backership involves some kind of a high-five if you meet us. That's true, yeah. Um, increasingly quality high-fives. Yeah. So, if if for no other reason, check out the Patreon for that. Although I will admit, 
if you run into us at a convention, uh, I might start running an illicit non-Patreon backer James. black market high five ring. James, you cannot give people high fives unless they are Patreons. Well, we'll see. It'll be really, really low fives. Hugs are not covered by the Patreon. That's true. They, they exist already. Uh, high fives are now behind a paywall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to find... Um, um, so, like... Your, your high fives only go so high. Oh, my high fives my are high, not super high. Maybe go a little bit higher, and and Elizabeth's high fives maybe go oh, a little bit. Yeah, higher Yeah, Elizabeth's high fives go taller um, than any. We of might ours. have to find more taller hosts. And so, to sort of get into into the spirit and give you guys some examples of the things that we might do in one of these pamphlets of like how do I do this or how do I do that pamphlets, uh, the stunts and moves thing, uh, we thought we might do some of those things in this episode. So we tweeted out frantically about an hour ago. <laughs> about uh, three hours three ago. Three hours ago, um, before we decided to do this podcast, uh, to ask you guys some questions for things. Uh, because clearly this is why we need the Patreon, is a more uh, uni- um, established way for you to ask us these questions. Because we kind of want to, we want that, that, that relationship to go both ways a little bit more <laughs> officially. Um, so we're not just frantically asking people questions. Um and so we have a couple of those questions. We pulled a couple things from different uh, gaming subreddits, common questions we see answered. And we're just going to run through a couple things and give you some examples. And that's going to be our episode for today. Yeah. And if I can just set down a quick agenda and principles, because mm-hmm. I need to, um, we me. want we want with this to be creating something that is legitimately interesting, that pushes the mm-hmm. fiction in a positive way. So that's kind of step one, that we're not making a move that is a move that that has failure or a stunt that has the game doesn't proceed because that's super boring yes and i think additionally we want to not recreate the wheel yeah so if i mean if someone asks us hey how would you do a move for a young teenage superhero letting out their powers in a way that is bigger than what they normally do Mm -hmm. masks does that already yeah um and nor do we want to do something like create act under fire from apocalypse world again just mm-hmm. for just super generic this we want specific we want to try to do some things that are specific yeah and um sort of from my end of those that that same point you might hear me say things like if like here's how you here's how you could do it in fate one way or here's how you could do it in apocalypse one way but here's if you were looking for an alternate way or a more complicated way or a less complicated way here's a couple different roads you could go down to hit that same point Exactly. Or, or like, we highly recommend Masks. Mask does this thing really well. Yeah. But if you were looking forward to do it in a slightly different way, well, then here we could maybe you, we'll give you an example of how to try that. But we're I not going to... In the same way that I could say, like, you know, how do I do this? Like, if someone wants to know, how do I do X in Dungeon World? You can tell them, oh, you use Defy Danger. Because yeah. Defy Danger says, what is it that you want to avoid? Do you avoid it? And, like, you know, that is a way to play the game, and that mm-hmm. is a way most people play the game, but custom moves are so cool. Yeah. So, let's get into it. All right. So, our first question comes from friend of the show, Dave, at Plantbird. Okay. Um, And they ask, hey, stop, hack, and roll. What's the best move you've come up with for an everyday task slash action? So, in mundane life, what is a good move? Or, or stunt for a human to have. Mm-hmm. I think this is mostly re- referring uh, Dave. Dave and I have laughed or and joked around 
about um about my application of moves to everything. Yeah. Uh I think my favorite one that I've done so far is uh when you tweet at a controversial celebrity uh roll with followers on a 10 plus oh, on a 10 plus you trend but not in a bad way that's great on a 7 to 9 choose one lose a bunch of followers get picked up by their followers or have your joke stolen and put on NBC Ooh. Now I want to really make a, uh, <laughs> a, tw- uh, like a Twitter fight. A, a, not twi- but, but like you could broaden it out. Like you could just have every game or you could have, I don't know what the game would be about or what you would do, but like every playbook would be your, like you're an expert at Twitter or you're an expert yeah. at Facebook or, and then all the moves are different things you can do on that platform. The, the name of the game is, uh, is live your life. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a party of like a Twitterer and you've got an Instagrammer or a YouTuber and a podcaster. It's called hashtag content. Hashtag content. Yes. And, and you try to accomplish tasks and when you can't do them, you reach out to your followers and yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm I'll I'm gonna play a YouTube a YouTuber who plays video games and threatens to delete his account. Ooh, I'm gonna yeah. be a podcaster. Oh, talks about hacking pen and paper games. That's a really stupid character. No one would ever do that. Um, so yeah, so that was that was the one that I've had in the past. That was my favorite. Okay. But I was also thinking uh, that we have defy danger. What about defy drudgery? <laughs> uh, so, uh. When you face a boring, mundane task, roll with mundane. Maybe using, like, you know, the masks rules. Mm-hmm. On a 10+, plus, you put your head down and you get your way through it. On a 7 to 9, I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet. <laughs> I just had the name of it. Because um, you want it to be something that you are successful, but there's some sort of a cost. Mm-hmm. Maybe on a 7 to 9... It takes quite a. It, it takes much longer than expected. Yeah. Or on a seven to nine, choose what you have to sacrifice: your social life, your sleep, <laughs> or your choose money. Choose one of the following. Choose one or of the two following. Of the following yeah. yeah. And then on a miss, you get sucked into another different, more mundane task. Oh no, that's terrible. Your boss asks you, asks you to stay late or come in on the weekend. Yeah, exactly. And so then that defied drudgery can be used for pretty much anything. The last time I tried to make a fake game to play something mundane. Well, let's let's try to make one right now. Yeah. Let's say if what if we're doing like uh James's job at the computer factory. Yeah. That's fate, a little too on fate. the nose. <laughs> um uh, like I the, the thing that I've been uh, that What I've are been, the what are the skills? What are the skills from James's job at the computer factory? Um assembly, wire management, um Stacking devices. Stacking um, is definitely my highest skill. Yeah. Um, not spilling screws everywhere. Uh, oh, pallet jacking. Pallet jacking has got to be a big skill. Okay. Um, and and so oh, like so you would have a stunt to uh, that would let you use your pallet jack skill for other things. Oh no. <laughs> um, but uh, please okay. tell me you don't use that for other things. Rapid movement. <laughs> It's a wheeled device. You can stand on it like a weird skateboard and move faster. So if you are a warehouse uh, attendant or whatever, a warehouse um, logistics manager, 
or a logistics, um, <coughs> uh, warehouse assistant or a computer assembler. <laughs> um, because that's like, that's your high concept or something. Okay. Um, and you have a pallet jacking skill. You can use your pallet jacking skill for rapid movement to get around the warehouse faster. Great. But only in the warehouse. Only in the warehouse. Okay. You can't use that out. You can't use that outside of the warehouse. Um, you could take it outside into the parking lot. Okay. But like you couldn't get on a road and you definitely couldn't go off asphalt. Well, you can't or there will be negative consequences. Can't. You can't. Okay. I mean, it's only got tiny wheels. Oh, it, it, won't, no roll it. it won't roll on It won't roll on the grass. Okay. I, I, I didn't understand that part of it. Grass. Okay. Not without don't, don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> okay. I have the, the trouble keeps rolling on the, dr- the grass yeah. with the pallet jack. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so that'd be... <laughs> Um, I love that. I I admittedly go through my life all the time. It's it's yeah. worse when I'm watching TV. When I'm mm-hmm. watching TV, every time someone does a move on TV, I, I want to just pause and go like, oh, that looked like parlaying. Yeah. I wonder if you could, ooh, you'd have to have, so like office worker yeah. type person, you'd have a, you'd have a technology skill to how far you can use technology. And because you have to like work in your cubicle, you have to interact with like a projector or whatever. Um, you could have a slack stunt that would let you use technology instead of contact uh, to oh. acquire resources or reach out to other employees. Okay, that that makes some sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to because I'm trying to think of other mundane things. I sit on Slack all day and talk to other employees. You're, no one at your work listens to this show, do they? I don't think so. Okay, good. I mean, everyone sits. I'm, we're supposed everyone to. Says, we're supposed to sit on Slack. Like that's oh, how. Oh, okay. That's how we communicate internally. I I thought you were. No, I no, thought you I'm sit on Slack, Slack the same I'm way that I sit on Discord. Off. Okay, so uh, I think I hope that answers Dave's question. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Uh, unless we want to quickly write something for when you answer questions from Dave, take a plus one for each of the following. Does it involve ducks? Does it involve RPGs? Mm-hmm. Does it involve romance? On a 10 plus, Dave is ecstatic and the move is put into the game. On a 7 to 9, the move is put into the game, but you aren't credited. Ooh, that's yeah. harsh. Yeah. What's the next question? What Our doing? next question comes from Justin Cummings, author of Dream of the Astral Sage. Did, did you see that I got a chance to play that? No, I didn't. I did. It was, it was pre-2017, so it isn't on okay. my list. But uh, I played it twice. Mm-hmm. I played it once wrong. Ooh. and deleted that video oh okay yes and the second time i did it right and so there is actually a video on our youtube cool uh it was a lot of fun it was mm-hmm. a super cool game uh i could That's see myself getting really into dreams to yeah you set up it's got so many cool things going on <laughs> you get yeah, these super we'll cool messed up visions yeah and we need to to game with him also yeah we do yeah because he's that, pretty close yeah he is i'm excited for that uh in any case, I'm giving a thumbs up, but it's in, <laughs> but a I have a, a thumb splint, so it's a weak thumbs up. It's not and, much of a uh, thumbs up, and uh, also this is an audio medium, yeah, so you can't tell. It's you didn't you didn't miss out on much. No. It was a bad thumbs up. So uh, he asked a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of like a broad uh, umbrella of what yeah. a couple of these are. So, what are more tools for handling ancillary actors? Heroes, dual, evil general, war rages all around, rolling for the tide of battle. Additionally, in Willow, which neither of us have seen, oh it's it's a movie by I'm George Lucas. I'm familiar with it. I just... Uh, 
I had I had to I googled it. Uh, but in Willow, a trash can comes to life to bother Willow, so Bavmorda and Finn Raziel can have the best old lady fight ever. So what are for some tools for working with Willow-sized enemies, so the heroes get to soak up a spotlight? So basically, because I clarified this because mm-hmm. I didn't know the Willow thing, uh, how do you take NPCs out of the spotlight in order to give the spotlight to the heroes and let them really rock their thing, whether they are big-time heroes or little-time heroes? Yeah. Um, and I think that part of that is, because there's one move that I want to do right away, Yeah. which is the when you, like, the warfare combat thing. I think that's a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think in addition, there's kind of a subtopic that we might also want to come back to another time. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple different ways you can handle things. Okay. So fate already does sort of scale actions really easily. You just have a character sheet for your army. And uh, I th- maybe, maybe correct me if I'm going off in the wrong direction here, but like you would just have, if you have two big armies or you're fighting a a gang of of people or whatever, Mm -hmm. you have a character sheet for them and you list their high aspect and what is their weakness and what is their trouble and a couple things about them. And then you treat them like they're one entity when you roll with, when you roll for them and have actions like that. Um, And so who who controls, like if you are on a side of an army, do you control that army? Would you like do a zoom out? Yeah. Um, I mean like not is fate. I mean, do you, James, James, when you do this action, when you have, when you've got a player who's mm-hmm. Legolas. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do the way, I mean, the way I would do that if I were playing yeah. a game like this, um, where you have, maybe you have hero characters who are representative, like, like Legolas or Gimli yeah. or whatever, and then you have a large army supporting them. Mm-hmm. Then the way I would do that is you have, you have the big, maybe you have one or two hero bad guys that okay. are the people that your heroes are directly fighting. And they can take actions, and your so your heroes are taking actions like you would in any other game, but you would treat the groups of people like a single character attacking each other, or or creating aspects to influence the way either their their heroes work or their of the enemy heroes work. Um, and so, like obviously, the GM would control the NPC bad guy groups and okay. people, but uh, and I think it's pretty free form. You can have the actors act. And then, or the the PCs act, and you can um, rack focus out to see everything. Have them decide what they want the army to do. If they've issued a command, you could even like. Um, so there's a lot of like creating aspects. So you could have a a PC character create an aspect of rallying the troops, and then they get to choose what the troops are going to do, and they get a bonus to that because they're being rallied by the hero. Um, okay. If you want to do that a different way, you could. You could. I, I've been thinking a lot recently about stress tracks and having like bizarre stress tracks. Mine involves some stress track also. Mm-hmm. This this is good. And you could have um, you could have like how because uh, like a big issue with that sort of medieval army mm-hmm. is is the army is it is it gonna can you route the enemy army can you um, like how motivated to fight are they or how, are they gonna panic yeah and just flee and so you could you could have an extra stress track that's just sort of associated with. Um, with the armies themselves yeah because i mean this gets into like the methodology of fate is to treat any anytime you can possibly treat something like a character treat them like a character right and so you could have like i said have an aspect for the for the army and then you could have a stress tract for how focused are they and mm-hmm. then you could have a bunch of if your characters are specifically generals in that army yeah you could have a bunch of stunts that let them use skills to specifically motivate 
the the group army to act in a certain way oh, okay. or to buff a certain type of action yeah and to create and or to to do things with those stress tracks because maybe and you could set up a, a more complicated system where maybe if they are a little more panicky they fight a little harder but if they're a little bit more on point then they fight more like they do less damage but they're more but the legion is together and they're all holding their shields together and so yeah. their defense is a little better um they follow actions a little better um and so that's how I think I would have stunts on the on the players end that lets them interact with the different aspects and stress tracks of the the army character. Okay, that's interesting. I actually think I am interestingly doing something kind of similar. Okay. Um. So in Powered by the Apocalypse games, um, and especially all over the place with Blades in the Dark. Yeah. But in everything. There are countdown clocks. Mm-hmm. And the countdown clocks can be player-facing or GM-facing. Basically what a countdown clock is, is it is a little circular stress track. Yeah. And it says you make little boxes on it, and so like maybe you divide it into four. And at three o'clock, your army has minor casualties. At six o'clock, your army has major casualties and is beginning to fall apart. At nine o'clock, your army is beginning to scatter but like you you can you still have the main core of them and when you hit 12 o'clock you have dispersed mm-hmm. here's how i do this set up a move so if the player is a jet if the players are the generals mm-hmm. if the players are controlling the army set up a move that has that builds hold mm-hmm. so when you lead your army roll with charisma on a 10 plus take two hold mm-hmm uh, spend hold one to one in order to do some army actions. For right. example, take a point or push back a line and like do this like real tactically. Yeah. But on a seven to nine, choose uh, on a seven to nine, choose two. Uh, loss of communication, where you just have some time that you cannot control part mm-hmm. of your army, which is just mostly narrative. Uh, advance the countdown clock of your army's health, mm-hmm. or uh, gain one less hold. Uh, at five hold, the other army is defeated. Okay. So you can do actions, or you can build up the main surge of your army moving forward. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I think that would be one way that I would do it. Mm-hmm. The other way I would do it is if the characters aren't generals, but are heroes within the adventure. Mm-hmm. So like you've got your Legolas, your, uh, your Gimli, and like things like that. Uh, Set a goal for each of them. So your archer maybe has to get into this tower and your dwarf has to destroy this specific enemy Mm -hmm. and give a certain amount of time in the game for that to happen. And then the roll for the battle happens and you get plus one for each successful, uh, for each successful mission. Mm -hmm. So you might be rolling at plus three. If everybody did exactly their job, but that's unlikely. Mm-hmm. And then on a 10 plus, you know, great success. Everything, everything's shiny on seven to nine. Uh, you know, you're licking your wounds in a pretty bad way. And you could even do a set of those and have that same kind of, um, health clock for your mm-hmm. army. Yeah. I, um, I was kind of envisioning, and I that I guess we're talking about Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> I mean we're not necessarily talking Lord of the Rings. It could we are be anything. A lot of yeah. about Lord of the Rings, but I was imagining. I just use that as my example. Big fantasy battles. So there's there's a distinction there. I think that which, which you kind of just made about are are the characters 
themselves controlling the army? Right. Are they the generals? Are they the person telling the people what to do? Are they the gang leader who's telling the, the goons what to do? Yeah. Or are they part of the mob and they're just sort of being swept up in it? And right. taking actions in it. And I think there's a distinction there because from a mechanical point of view, if they are controlling the army, then what you want is... You want moves and stunts that let them interact with the army in a way where they get to do cool things and mm-hmm. they get and, and those cool things instruct the army what to do or the group yeah. what to do. And so then the, the group becomes a tool to 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 be another cool thing that can happen based off of their actions. But if they are just Legolas in the middle of the army, right. the human army, he's not leading, he's not Aragorn, he's not leading the army, he's just there. Yeah. He has some goals to achieve. Then the army needs to serve the purpose of backing up and allowing him to do things. Mm-hmm. So I really liked the idea of having ev- all the players have goals. And obviously the army can only focus its, or the group can, the big group battle can only focus its its points on one or two things at a time. Yeah, And so I like the idea that depending on how well you roll, maybe if you roll, like, so you roll and you get a bunch of holds, one of the things you could spend those holds are are on are, like, opening up a path from Legolas to the enemy orc general. Yeah. And now now Legolas can go and do a cool thing with a, a hero and uh, enemy NPC. Right. And the rest of the battle can keep going, and then the, the roles from that point on can focus on opening up paths between the different other heroes to their goals. Yeah. And, or you can say Legolas is not, maybe he realizes that it's not time to go attack the enemy orc general right now. He's going to help Gimli get on the elephant uh, or the oliphant to, to do a certain task. Yeah, what's an elephant? Yeah, sorry. I was kind of confused there for a second. And so I think that, that I think we both kind of said the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of thinking, and that sort of leads into the second question he had, which is, I think, about Willow, because again, I haven't really seen this. Yeah, th- this is something but, that might be a little bit of a shot in the dark, just we but, don't know Willow yeah, as well. But, so one of the things I was thinking about, and, th- and this is again where fate kind of just sort of does this normally. Right. Um, where if you have a big, powerful character, yeah. and then you have your, like, your kid character, or your, your, your main character, who may Hawkeye. not be... Yeah. Uh, no, not Hawkeye, but like if you have your you have your um your Alice in Wonderland, okay, and and she doesn't do anything particularly cool other than just being a precocious uh, child, but she has cool people around her who do things, right? And she is going on a quest and she's doing things and they're backing her up, and and one of the, and because fate has the built-in create aspect system, and so I would re- really recommend restricting those side characters like they can be cool and big and powerful and they can take big cool powerful actions but those actions should always like the armies create opportunities for the players to do awesome things that was actually what i was expecting you to say in terms of the heroes among the among the mm-hmm. war thing i think it's similar. that they're creating aspects yeah and then you as the army do, that too, yeah. do a big role on your attack yeah and i and i think you could do that the same way where the the, like the hero in that story, right, in Apocalypse World, has moves that let them spend holds mm-hmm. to do cool things that power their moves, and their associate guys are creating, are doing things that give their the, the child character holds, yeah, to spend. Yeah, that's true. That that's how I would do. I'm too. not as experienced doing Apocalypse World. <laughs> that's how I would do that. And I'm not as experienced using Fate. And and similarly, I mean, because you have sort of similar things of holds are are 
the results of positive roles yeah that are sort of amorphous things that let you do cool stuff going yeah. forward because of the rolling tide of awesomeness that you are in the same way that free aspects are yeah things that you get to tap you, later just in, in 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 fate you specifically name what those cool things are that are happening right uh then there's i think there's one other thing in this as well is if is setting up the is setting up tasks of different difficulty for different characters. Mm-hmm. The thing that I look back to in PBTA is masks. Because anytime you have superheroes, yeah. you've got one guy who can wade into a pile of 40 people and come out smiling on the other side. Mm-hmm. And you have someone who can't. Like, the example that I always use is if you have someone playing as the bull or the transformed, like big, hulking, massive creatures. Mm-hmm. And someone says that they get shot, that's probably not a big deal. Yeah. If you're the Janus or the Beacon, that is definitely a big deal. You just got shot and you might not have any powers at all. Yeah. So I think just handling that narratively and putting pressure in the game to put people into the right place. Like, it's okay if they go into a room full of Hydra agents and the bull just says... I'm going to punch all of them until they're not standing anymore. Yeah. And everyone else says, okay, bye. That's okay. Actually, um, that's an episode we should come back to talking about time. Yeah. Because fate in the rule book explicitly says rack focus all the time. Yeah. Because there's, if you're in a boring situation, you don't need to do all the intricacies of the back and forth of slings and arrows between two armies. You can big picture it. And I think that more games would benefit from that. And create cool cinematic scenes, not necessarily even of battle, but of just like, you could do cool, snarky back and forth scenes and then pull out to a dramatic uh, Fast and the Furious race sequence where you do like two rolls and you can like spend your nitrous holds and, and blow through some, uh, some police stops and stuff like that. And you don't need to, I mean, I think, um... We get hung up as, especially you, I think you and I, as people who came from D&D, where the idea is to simulate every possible part of every possible action. It's easy to get caught it's up It's easy to that. get caught up in that thing. And, and, you, and you also, you're sitting down at a, at a table to play a character. Yeah. And so it's hard to say, let me step out of that character for a second and say, let's talk about the car. Let's talk about this army or this group of things now that I am. That's true. And, and or even time, like... You can you can do because you're treating everything in in fate like it's a character. You can step out and say we're just going to do like uh, serious some aspects years. on the city. Let's just like let's just do some rolls and see what's going on in the city and progress a year. Yeah, and then come back and I'll focus back in on my character. Well, like I I love the example of Dogs in the Vineyard that is not PVTA, so I'm a yeah. little off book, but um, it's still Vincent Baker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one of the best scenes you can possibly do is the the gunfight at noon. Yeah. Where really cool. a single shot happens and it's so cool in that system because you're doing the same system of raises and and matches and you're saying things like a single bead of sweat drips off of my nose mm-hmm. and hits the ground. It's very hot out here. I'm handling it better than you are. Yeah. That's a move. Yeah. So uh so yeah, I definitely want to come back to time scale and and dealing with character groups and stuff like that. And actually, it's occurring to me, PBTA also has small, medium, and large gangs. Yeah. And, like, moves related to that. So there's something to be said for that, although that tends to be 
that tends not to be armies. Yeah. Like, Although you can, I mean, you can like that's that's the beauty of these sorts of games that are very modular. Yeah, you can you can scale them up, you can scale them down, and if like Apocalypse World has a an army's move or gang, yeah. but masks doesn't, well then just grab that move and bring it over. It probably still works, or you can tweak it a little bit and yeah, and fit it into your your sudden your putty gang of I mean bad guys. Worth noting, it is theoretically possible for a regular character to take on a small gang. And so if a small gang is 200 people, then you've raised the power scale quite a bit. Mm. And that's okay. It just means that if they fight a medium gang, it might be a, an exalted thing. That you're jumping around like 500 feet and yeah. just punching 700 people in the head at the same time. Mm -hmm. Which is okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what you're yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. And, but if, and if you're playing gritty noir world, don't do that. I think we didn't really talk about this at all, but the way that you can kind of do the Superman versus Batman or yeah. not versus Batman, but how do you put them in the same sequence and, yeah. and continuing off of the changing timescales is a great example is like if you, um, it's a weird example, but like if you look at the, I think it's the first Iron Man movie. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Which is the Iron Man movie that has Black Widow? Isn't it the second the one? Second. The second Iron Man movie. I think the third also. Um, where there's the scene where she and the, the driver. Happy Hogan. Yeah, they go into the enemy base, and she does a crazy fight scene where she takes down, like, 30 guards, yeah. and he punches one guy. I mean, you can do that. So you yeah. if you have you can have your, 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 your um, what's his name, Happy Hogan? I think. I'm pretty sure um, that's... Roll, roll for an attack, and you can describe it as he goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with one guard, and they throw some punches and stuff. And you can, you can have a back and forth between that character and the bad guy, and... And narrated as them fighting him, fighting the the the, and the the PC fighting one character, yeah, because they're lower powered. Meanwhile, every time the higher powered character rolls, they take down twenty dudes. Yeah, and you can kind of and that, and that, and that that themes very nicely for those two different characters. Yeah, Superman can be throwing punches back and forth with the big boss or um like whatever like super lunging blowing down people um super lunging blow yeah he's super lungs yeah he can blow a tornado and knock down 20 dudes meanwhile batman isn't trying to knock down 40 guys he's trying to get to the one control panel yeah because absolutely. he has a very pointed task different objectives i think is the core of yeah. it and like it's okay to tie up a pc in a fight yeah and just say like you know hey you're going to be making these roles. This other person's going to be making these roles. And that's totally cool. Yeah. Because that means everyone gets their own spotlight. Yep. Just you have to be a little careful that they don't swap in a way that doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it. you can probably make it work. And I would never suggest railroading people because that's so boring. Yeah. But, like, you know, if you, if you build the task too specifically for the same PCs... If you build the task too specifically for specific C PCs, then if they don't follow that, it's going to cause problems for you. So, so I think, so, yeah, thank, hopefully that covers you. it from Justin. Yeah, thank you, Justin, for your question. There's so much more to do yeah, in that. That is such a big question. Dealing with groups and shifting focus in a game and different power levels are all things we're going to have to come back and yeah, visit as this full episode. That should probably be a full episode at some point. Because mm -hmm. um, I think it could be interesting to play 
a game where your character is a gang or yeah. your character is I mean, an army. We've talked about in the past about uh, when we played, oh, I guess maybe you weren't part of that. We played 7C. Um, one of the ways that you can build characters in 7C is you could like you could take all of these negatives and use them to, to get more points to spend on your character. Oh, and, I... and Dave built a character, my roommate built a character um less physically fit and and it wasn't a guy who had gone to like sword fighting school like all the rest of the right. characters but was like incredibly wealthy and was but was maybe more prone to sickness or something and uh and so he was able to buy a ship and a gang and supply all these people to fight for him we the gm nixed it because it would have just kind of been weird and 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 boring for the type of thing we were trying yeah but it was an interesting thought experiment about how you could build a character as a gang or as a ship was yeah the joke we made um and none of the character, none of the, the goons are particularly powerful, but you are this re super wealthy guy who doesn't have to fight. He can live on the ship. Yeah, right. Because all of those weaknesses gave him more points to work yeah. with. Yeah. And build his character in different interesting ways. Yeah. So we have one more question that was tweeted at us. Yeah. It is from, well, we have one more move slash uh, stunt that was tweeted at us. It was from Taylor at uh, Game Closet and Leviathan Files. Yeah. Um, excellent friend of the show wrote uh, some awesome games in the same anthology you're in. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wrote some uh, some serious games. I yeah. wrote uh, a dumb dinosaur game. Well, he has that new zine that he's doing. Um, sad things on note cards. Yeah, which is I promised him wonderfully indie. My dinosaur game. I'm gonna have to write. <laughs> I promised him something too, and I haven't followed through yet. Well, I've we'll been do doing a lot of writing. We'll work on that. Yeah, we'll try to be better. Uh, and so. What he did is he gave us a move that was playing Fate through PBTA. Okay. So, uh, if you speak with wit, mark an aspect and roll plus meta. Ten plus, it's your high concept. Seven to nine, it's a situational aspect. Six minus, it's your trouble. So, what do you think of that? So yeah, like, so I, this is fun. This I is mean, this silly yeah. and meta. So let's do it. It's really interesting because I like I, I've often said, and, and this is sort of my ultimate quest of finding a way to merge Powered by the Apocalypse and Fate into one game, other than City of Mists. Other than City of Mists, uh, but I like the idea that that I mean, really, any game, any character in any game should have aspects because right. So that's, that's how I thinking of things that are, what is, what is your character and what do they do and summarizing that into like three or four different uh, witty phrases, I think helps focus the action well, that you're taking. I think also you could take literally any system and just reword it into aspects. Yeah. Aspect, and, trained in writing. Yeah. Aspect, trained in knowledge arcana. And so making a like an aspect role or a fate role yeah. in an Apocalypse World game that then, but depending on the role, triggers one of your aspects and changes the action is really interesting. It's really funny. And like... It's cool because on a 10 plus, it's your high concept. Yeah. So it is the thing that you are about. So you solve the problem in the way that you're the best in the at. way that you are the best at. So you are up against a, you're trying to figure out what the weird rune is. And yeah. So you, you roll, you get a 10 plus and you're Harry Dresden, wizard detective. Yeah. And so you spend the time rocking around the, the blown up building, looking at the different parts of the runes and you open your third eye and you see clearly what the magic is supposed to do. Yeah, and so then on a seven to nine, it's a situational aspect. You could say the building is torn down, and uh, you would have, or you might have an aspect for the scene that says the building is destroyed. And so in that case, you 
maybe you trip over a piece of rubble, but you happen to fall face first into the answer. Yeah, uh, I, I would what, maybe I would maybe change the seven to nine to you take a condition. Yeah, because it has the conditions and stress boxes. Yeah, yeah. So but you, you stub your toe or <laughs> can break your foot. Break your foot is maybe more interesting than stub your toe. I don't know. Yeah, I guess this could be a really hurt safe game. You hurt your brain. Yeah, you look too close at the magic. Yeah. It sees you. <laughs> and then six minus, it's your trouble, and we just bring the trouble, and it works yep. exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. bringing in the trouble is, in a big way, like making a GM move. Yeah, it It's really just a is. very specific GM it's move. It's specific to the character, and so for, like, in that example, the, the you, you figure out, maybe you figure out what the rune is for that's very obviously... A demon offering Harry more power, and he wants right. more power to be able to solve the problem. And so now he has to deal with the fact that there's a demon there saying, "Hey, I'll let you do that thing you wanted to do. Help you take down this big bad guy and save your kid, or save the girl, or save your friends." Um, and in exchange, though, like I need your soul. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's like that's his big weakness. Yeah, and so that's that's awesome. Thank you, Taylor, for sending us. Yeah, the best dumbest move. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's dangerously close to characters in a role-playing game playing, playing characters. role-playing yeah. game. Uh, that was all of Taylor's questions. And so that's oh. those are the questions that we got through Twitter. Um, Thank you very much for sending stuff in. So we've got a little bit more time after doing our Twitter questions. And so we went into a, uh, a hive of scum and villainy Reddit. That, we, that I really prefer not to go into. Oh, I live there. Uh, but uh, we found a couple... Of things, I think we'll probably only have time for one of them. Yeah. But if we have time for two, we'll do two. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just ask us our questions about the other one. Uh, so, running a chase. Mm-hmm. James, do you want to go first or should I go first? Um, I can go first. I think sure. that fundamentally the way that I would do a chase scene yeah. is you would set up a... So, the, you would spitball and just talk amongst yourselves what... So like I'm again, I'm not thinking of a chase scene as much as I'm thinking of a race scene. Okay. Um, because I now I'm stuck on uh, okay. a, a Fast and the Furious pen and paper game. Okay, but it has to be Lord of the Rings, Fast and the Furious. It's I can't. It's do Legolas that. and Vin Diesel. <laughs> Legolas and Vin Diesel are racing. Yeah. So you you would explain, and I think this is sort of just as from a framework, um, stepping back and doing some meta stuff. Yeah. In any sort of one of the chase scenes in any system is helpful. Like, and 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 what I mean is going through and explaining what is the, how how fast are you going? Who's like where are you? What are what's at stake here? What are you trying okay. to achieve? Like, why do you want to escape? What will happen? What do you fear will happen if you get caught? Right. And and or or like who's what like like are you are you racing for for um, glory glory Love. or family or uh, is it it's a pink slips um in in um. Uh, I forget what the slang is. For, I'm not um, sure for your car licenses, but uh, I know that you're churning and yearning. You live for the cup. You yeah. race for the cup. I don't know. Um, yeah, and don't so, know. and so, you would you would establish them. And so, if in 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 other games, you would establish. In so, like in Apocalypse Sword, you would establish goals. I think, um, and those would be the things you're trying to roll to achieve. Maybe okay. maybe a, a clock, um, possibly, possibly. And in Fate, it would be I, aspects I'm gonna use whole situation. Mind. Um, you would have like, we're going, we're going fast and we're in, in the city streets and, and the cars are on the line. And those are the three aspects, uh, for the situation. And then you would sort of roll to start and you would use your skills or, and then you might have stunts that say, well, I'm, I'm a street racer or I'm a drifter. So I can, I can 
drift. I can get a great start here because I do this and roll with a different skill. Okay. Um, and then you might have um, fate uses in, in a similar way to the the um, the the clocks. You just have complex actions that require you to make multiple rolls. Okay, and so you might establish that those rolls are going to be these things. And so you might be able to tag and say uh, tag aspects on like the middle roll and say the cars are on the like we're going fast and the the like my car is in the line and my life is my car or I'm racing for family okay or or my car has nos okay (laughs) I like the idea of a nos stress track where it starts full (laughs) and reduces yeah um that's how much nos you have and it lets you give yourself bonuses to your rolls and you're trying to um to either create aspects to make the next part of your race faster or to like knock out the tires of your opponent or whatever um knock Legolas off his horse with the with the uh, spikes inside of your car yeah yeah Um, just death race passed and yeah drop a giant sheet of steel yeah and and so you can kind of do a series of rolls and um sort of frame it that way and then if things change you reestablish you can remove situation if you move into like a different scene of the race you could remove situational aspects and create new ones or give people new tags and you might have uh if 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 racing or chasing or being chased is a thing that characters do a lot like if you're playing Aladdin yeah. Aladdin gets chased a lot yeah and so he might have moves that let him interact with the fact that someone is chasing him like when he's being chased he gets to roll this instead of this okay like he could use like Aladdin would get to use his um his wit skill or his contact skill as a movement skill okay to yeah move absolutely places because he knows a guy who will hide him or yeah give him a fake wig and stuff like that um yeah so that's how i'd do that okay awesome um Talking i apocalypse world yeah i've got two ways i would do it depending well first off there are now move there are now uh car moves in apocalypse world 2 apocalypse world 2 apocalypse world or 2 as well two no okay, apocalypse two. world 2 the second apocalypse world yeah. second edition this time two e yeah, <laughs> Apocalypse World 2, Apocalypse, two Apocalypse Harder. Two World. <laughs> two World, yeah. Uh, Mad Max 2. Yeah. 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 Uh, Fury Road 2. Yeah. Uh, no. Furier. Furier Harder. A Good Day to Fury. Yeah. Hard World. <laughs> uh, nope. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, that has a bunch of chase moves. They are all car moves. It's for car combat. Mm-hmm. It's honestly crunchier than what I'm interested in. For me, I like keeping things pretty light in combat because I don't... I like combat. I like describing combat. But once you hit a certain amount of rolls, I'm like, all right, that combat's done. Let's just move on. (laughs) Uh, So I would handle a chase two different ways. I wouldn't use those. Mm -hmm. I would use those if I was playing Apocalypse World, but they're not suitable for most games. If racing is something you do on a regular basis but the result is more important than the race itself for example you are speed racer and your ultimate goal has to do with the mob Mm -hmm. not with the race but the race is important to see if you can get involved with the mob or not yeah then i would do it with a single roll Mm mm-hmm and I would have a roll that you roll using whatever is your driving whatever is your driving stat. Mm-hmm. Um, on a ten plus, well, on a hit, you're in. You you successfully place. Yeah. Maybe do some kind of thing for first, second, third, just like depending upon how you roll. But 
honestly, yeah. placement is probably more important most of the time. Uh, you get to choose, maybe. Yeah, on, yeah, that's on, true. On a 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to choose where, where you came in. Perfect. And then on a 7 to 9, uh, you... Oh, here we go. On a hit, you placed. On a 10 plus, choose 1. Yeah. On a 7 to 9, choose 2. Uh, you don't place in first... So you could choose that as your thing, and then you place in second or third. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to take a lot of repair work to get your car back into working position. Mm-hmm. Or you've stressed yourself out to a point that you need release. Okay. So on a 10+, plus, you're choosing one of those. And so maybe you didn't get first place, but you're like super stressed out, and then that's a great excuse to like... I don't know, like, go get in a fight with somebody, and that's awesome, and pushes the fiction, and is really cool. Mm-hmm. Now I really want to play this game. This yeah. move has inspired me. Yeah. Um, but then on 7 to 9, things are going to be worse. Because if you placed in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a miss, you maybe achieve the goal. Yeah. But whoever you're trying to achieve it with knows that you were trying to achieve it. So oh. maybe you place, but they... But in, but in, able, but in finishing the race... You have to reveal yourself as secretly speed racer, Bring and so now the they go. Five. So you've still made the contact, but now not as a as a secret person, but as yourself. I like that a lot. Um, and obviously that could also be left open as a six minus. Mm-hmm. GM does whatever move they yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe you get across the finish line and you got third place and you're fine, but your car is totaled. Yeah. And it's beyond just what are you gonna get fixed, or maybe something totally unrelated happens and there's future badness. Yeah. I think um, I would really enjoy... I want to play a speed racer game okay, now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we should work on that. That's another... That might be our wheel. next gaming project. Um, just one little bit speed racer, little bit Fast and the Furious. Two speed, two racer. Two racer. Um, I, I think for the for the point that you were saying about the race not being important itself, but yeah. the results of the race, I would I can really see a scene where you maybe... You describe your car, you talk about... the You roleplay the scene of getting in... You maybe do a couple social actions to um, to generate holds or some plus ones forward. Or some plus ones forward. Yeah, uh, where you sling back some social, some like you sling back some social moves, or you um, you're yeah. taunting each other, or whatnot. A and then, speed racer, and then you roll to see, or like you do some kind of a mechanical driving roll to see like how fast you get off the start. Yeah, and then you like screen wipe, end of the race, do a big yeah. roll. How did you finish? I can see that. I can see that also. That's that's cool. We might need to work on this. Yeah, this yeah, might yeah. be our next project. That's weird, but I like yeah, it. I like it too. I think we have. I think this is the other thing. This is why we want you guys to give us questions because now, like, just in that conversation of answering three questions from you guys and one question from from something we found on Reddit, I have so many more ideas for episodes and games yeah. I want to make. Um, and so, well, we're definitely going to be coming back to the things that Justin brought up. Yeah, with um with dealing with different scales of time and power and things like that yeah. and NPCs yeah, yeah. and working all that. Absolutely. And I really now want to write this speed racer game. Yeah. 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 I kind of do too. I kind of, yeah. I just want to do a Fast and Furious game. I mean, I would do I that too, but I, I feel like if same. we're going to do it, we need to play it. Game. We just create a, create a racing, racing game and then yeah. it can be as wacky or as serious as you want it to be. Yeah. And I think as long as we give lots of, it could be pod racing. Oh it's God, so pod racing. Yeah. That is because if we take pod racing as the idea, then we've got all of the taunting, we've got mm-hmm. all of the backstage stuff. 
oh, we need to take some things yeah, from uh, worldwide this. wrestling. This is our this is a game. Yep. Okay, we're yeah. doing this now. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, that's the questions that I think we have time for today. Yeah. Um, if we had if this was so when we're doing this through the Patreon, we will maybe make an audio recording as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm not 100 percent positive. But we'll definitely be putting together a little collection with our discussion around yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like and, our thinking that led us to it. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I don't like the idea. So the idea is that this is a thing you get if you back us on Patreon. Yeah. Maybe going down the road, we'll see how where we end up. Maybe we'll collect a whole bunch of them and release them as a thing later. Yeah. Maybe um, like a pay what you want sort of thing. Yeah. So that we, way, people who who can't back us on Patreon can still get some of that content. Yeah, because we also super understand that podcasts are a free way to get entertainment. Yeah, and we don't want it to change. Oh, well, but, I mean, that's something that I remembered that we, that we didn't talk about is, um, that, so that's a thing where people who back us will ask questions, and then the thing that it creates will go up to backers. But another thing is, another level is a certain tier of people get to ask us questions, and we're going to try to start doing a monthly bonus question and answer session. Yeah. And that can be, if, 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 it'll depend on who's asking the question, what they want to ask. If you want to ask a how do I do this in this thing sort of question, we'll talk about that. If you want to ask us what our favorite color color of ice cream is, um, brown. Your oh, favorite, my, oh, favorite? My favorite color favorite, of ice cream is kind favorite, of a salmony color. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, a favorite flavor of ice cream. Then we'll answer that question. Lucuma. And so that will be, um, I think at first we said... When, because we're sort of limited on bandwidth, it'll probably a thing that it'll be a thing that goes up on SoundCloud, yeah. or it'll be some sort of thing where we just give you a link and you can go listen. Uh, but eventually, we'd like to roll it into our regular feed when we, that we when that's possible for yeah. us. And so that's a, that's an example of uh, not everything is going to be behind a paywall. That'll be a certain group of people are asking questions, but that content that we create goes to everybody. Yeah. And so uh, that's that's it. I think for uh, for us this this uh, this week. Yeah, I think that's, I'm, well, this created more questions than it answered. Well, I think that's the whole point, Brandon. Yeah. So um, check us out. We're in all of your pockets, in your phone, uh, under whatever podcast app you uh, use as Stop, Hack, and Roll. You can find us online at stophackandroll.com. We are on Twitter uh, as a group at Stop, Hack, and Roll. I personally am at Dr. Captain Cobalt. And I am at End the Meltdowns. We have a new Discord, yep. which uh, we will be putting in the show notes, but also check out tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord, because that's a little bit easier to get to. Yep. And uh, that'll, be, that'll be going forward a good way for us to chat and get in touch with us. Yeah, and, it's, um, it's much better for just casual chat also, yeah. like we're just talking and playing in Tales from the Cook, because if you want to be playing some random dungeon world or playtesting Pasión de las Pasiones or playtesting Speed Racer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Check us out Come there. soon to a, a, a theater, tabletop theater near you. Yeah. If you write Stop, Pack, and Roll on a piece of paper and release it, um, birds will find it. Yep. And they'll bring it to us. And they'll bring it to us. Hopefully. If we paid them this month. Uh, that's part of what the Patreon covers. So, Bird hopefully. Managers. Yeah. Um, also, uh, remedial half-five training. So that we can make sure our high fives are of the highest quality. I don't know about you, James. Any training I get in high fives will be advanced, not remedial. Okay, whatever. That's fair. Always look at the elbow. So while you're sitting at your desk, um, messaging your coworkers on Slack, 
um, trying to deal with how boring and, and uh, trying to deal with the boring drudgery of your day, don't forget to look into your wallet and back, stop, hack, and roll. It was so shillish. I'm a horrible shill. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah, me too. There might not always be leg room, but there's always space. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a move chipcast. Ugh. Please do not include chipcast. Oh God, it's horrible. Chips. <laughs> I think everyone knows their sun chips, Brandon. <laughs> well, we're not including this.